thanks for listening to AWA. In this episode, I'm joined by the wonderful Anna. Anna is a registered and qualified nutritionist. She completed both her master's in clinical nutrition and bachelor's of science in nutrition and health from Roehampton University. Hi, Anna. Hi, Richard. Really nice to be here. Thank you for the invite. No, thanks for joining me today. I'm very excited to talk to you about, you know, nutrition and what you do. Um, and first question already mm-hmm. is, is it true when they say you are what you eat? Um, I definitely agree with that, uh, but not entirely. I think it's not just plain black and white. Of course, uh, you know, what you put in your body is what you sort of like nourish your body with. Mm-hmm. And in terms of if you give yourself good um, nourishment, then at least you exude that in your um, day-to-day life. You've mm-hmm. got more positivity as well. So I definitely agree with that to a certain degree. Um, so before we get into like what you do and what it means to be a nutritionist, um, maybe we could start from how you got into this um, role and you know what sparked your interest and why you wanted to be a nutritionist. Okay, um, so... Actually, I didn't really plan to be a nutritionist. Um, When I finished my A-levels and I was looking towards going into university, I was looking at dentistry, um, which is completely different. Um, And I had a mix-up and my passport didn't arrive in time Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, dentistry was one of these subjects where you needed an NHS funding. Mm. And so they said, uh, why don't you try next year? And then I got some offers from criminology for criminology or nutrition. And um, I don't know why, but I chose nutrition Mm -hmm. over criminology, even though I love you know, watching like CSI and all these stuff. Um, So that's actually how I got into it. I thought, let me try it and see how I feel. Um, If I don't like it, then I can always change. And I've always been a lover of food. So Mm. I thought, like, um, that's how I got started. And I, after first year, I enjoyed it. Second year, it was even better. So then I sort of continued continued on as well interesting okay I did not know that you wanted to go into (laughs) dentistry um but I suppose it's like you know you kind of ended up doing what you should be doing in a way because you're enjoying it right like you're exactly yeah. yeah I am a firm believer of um I think the notion where where it's like things are meant to be uh in a sense like mm. gonna, they're gonna happen because not necessarily fate but yeah so yeah. I think I think it happened for a good reason mm-hmm. so then could you kind of expand more on what you do um and you know what your responsibilities are um and what does it mean to be a nutritionist Okay, yeah, absolutely. So nutritionists basically develop interventions to promote health and well-being. And we do this on the basis of our scientific knowledge. Um, So I actually run my own nutrition consultancy called Eating with Anna. Um, I consult on weight management, GI symptoms, eating disorders, intuitive eating, um, family nutrition, 
and sports and exercise in terms of optimizing um, performance as well. So I, in particular, love the um, nutritional psychology element of things. So I like looking at the bi-directional relationship of food and mood. Um, so that's what I do. But um, there are different forms of nutrition jobs. It's sparse, but there mm-hmm. are a few very uh, options out there nice gosh that sounds like quite a lot that you <laughs> do like as in you know when you think of nutritionists it you know it, I love how there's so many different elements to it like like you said from sports to mm-hmm. weight management to intuitive yeah intuitive eating yeah that's very interesting so could you just maybe like um explain what you mean by some of them at least like you know what kind of clients like for example say a client comes to you um, about weight management like what sort mm-hmm. of process do you go through with them okay so uh so when you first start off with a new client you can't just give them um sort of like prescribe them anything on the get-go so what we do is we do an extensive um sort of run through of their history any medical history any food diets that they've done beforehand especially in terms of weight management you have to take that into consideration to see what sort of fat diets they've done what they've been successful at and Mm. not um, if they have any allergies for example you sort of assess their sleep their um physical in physical exercise activities so you assess them like generally what they are doing how they're doing but also mentally where they are Mm. and then after that first consultation you discuss sort of like your main goals so every time I have my uh, consultations we sort of discuss what are the three goals that they have uh, that they want to work with with me um, and then we sort of work from there but Another thing that we do, I do in particular, is I look at their biochemistry. So um, I ask, well, I sort of uh, refer the GP for a an extensive blood test, right. um, and then they also, I also require them to do a food uh, diary, which is three day food diary. I say one weekend day and two weekdays, because obviously people eat differently over a weekend then over the weekday and we go through um, that in terms of looking at what macronutrients are missing, what micronutrients they're getting um, and sort of work from there. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Like that's, um, it's quite thorough what you do, obviously referring mm-hmm. to GPs as well. So, you, you know, how in this role, it's obviously very client facing. Exactly. So yeah. How, I mean, how did you kind of, build your experience because uh, now you've you know got your own nutrition with Anna like how uh what were the roles that you did prior to build this experience like where have you worked um so maybe if you could just expand on that yeah so um like I said uh the scope for nutritionists in the UK is quite sparse Mm. there isn't a lot of positions available um purely because nutrition nutritionist isn't a role or like a profession that's uh, protected by a statute um like the dietitians for example they're more sought after Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have a association that regulates uh nutritionists which is called the association for nutritionists 
And um, so in terms of this work, work area, it's limited. So what we can do is work underneath a dietitian. Okay. So when I first started, I um, worked sort of work experience at King's College as a dietetic assistant. Um, I did one at Queen Mary's uh, as well whilst I was u- at uni. Um, and then I left to go to Germany. <laughs> wow, and, interesting. Um, yeah, I stayed with my family for a year after my graduation and I worked within the military and I was working with some military personnel and military wives, looking at their weight management, helping some um, um, military personnel with their physical uh, rehabilitation rehabilitation sorry I'm just losing my words and um, after that I came back to the UK where I worked for a co-owned business Um, this was in a weight management uh, sector so it was basically starting from scratch Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a team of uh, five other dietetic assistants and I was one of the team leaders. So basically, we created a service from scratch. Um, we created all the extensive um, documents that we needed, like leaflets, folders, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we created the cooking program, the nutritional program, social program, psychology program. So it was quite extensive. Yeah. Um, then I left that, came back to uni to do my master's. Um, and then I worked in Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, this was uh, in tier four. So tier four is the bariatric surgery for weight loss. Right. So I worked with the specialist bariatric team there for a year. Um, and then I left. <laughs> and um, I've recently started a new position at Guy's in St. Thomas for a advanced uh, prescribing DA as mm-hmm. well. So I think that's where I am right now, just trying to pick up things from each sort of uh, experience that I've had mm-hmm. and hopefully enhancing my consultations as well. Yeah, well, that's impressive. I was just like counting them in my fingers, <laughs> losing count. That's like quite an extensive like range of experience that you've had and I love it. And, um, you know, like, why did you want to specialize in weight management in particular? So I don't, um, it's not something that I've chosen right. directly. I think that the scope for work in weight management is far greater than anything else. Right. Um, and it's sort of a gateway for uh, clients to identify um, any issues that they might have or might not notice. So, you know, a client can come to me and this has happened before for specific, um, you know, weight loss program. But within our consultations, we start exploring different ideas, Mm -hmm. um, which has helped them identify certain things and improve other things as well. So that's why I'm in weight management, but I don't necessarily only do that. Nice, right. Um, So just kind of going back a few years, you mentioned that you did your master's, um, Mm -hmm. but even before that, like, what was your course like? Um, And, um, you know, did you do a year in of internship like you know most other courses have because I know like nutrition sounds very um 
like you said, it's quite a sparse thing here, especially mm-hmm. maybe is it just in the UK as well? Like, you know, what was the course like, and um, what would you kind of take away from the course as well? Mm-hmm. So, um, unlike partial thinking the learning in nutrition is quite diverse so it's not just about food um so we study psychology which was one of my favorite uh parts of the course Mm -hmm. we do sociology we did chemistry we did biometrics physiology of course Mm -hmm. and metabolism sports and exercise we also did human epidemiology which for my life i did not understand why we had to do this (laughs) But it made sense, like understanding how the diet evolution has changed Mm. over time. Um, We also did pathophysiology and medical microbiology. So it was quite extensive in terms of being able to understand and interpret everything in a whole generic form. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one thing that is a shame in terms of the nutrition courses in the UK is that we don't have placements at all, uh, which is quite quite limiting to Mm. a student, for example, who doesn't know what, you know, the field is like Mm. uh, in a practical sense. Um, but thankfully, the course that I did at Roehampton, I had the amazing opportunity to do a study exchange program in my second year. Right. Um, and I went to uh, Australia. Oh, and wow. I reminisce, I reminisce on those memories forever. Um, I don't know if it's like that with everybody, but you know when you travel somewhere, you just have that certain like click where mm. you really vibe with yeah, this country yeah so i particularly love that and um that's amazing so was this a whole year in australia yeah yeah it was where? it was a whole year and it was so good for me in terms of i think because in australia because it, it's a recognized profession right we had placements so that's where i got some of my placements and the one experience that I remember vividly is the Yakult factory. No way! So we had placements at the Yakult oh, factory. Oh, so cool. And um, we sort of innovated a new product ourselves. We went through the um, like manufacturing process in terms of the cooking procedure as well. And did you know that Yakult has like skincare products <gasps> and other things? It's no. Really? That's news to me. That was so surprising for me. But um, yeah, so lots of experiences there. And we did certainly did a lot more in terms of hands-on experience. Um, So, you know, I do think that if you are trying to look into getting into this field, um, obviously nobody told me this, but um, I would really encourage people to get in touch with NHS hospitals mm-hmm. to see if they can give you work experience or sort of like an induction thing, one day induction thing. Because as I've worked in the hospitals, I know that there are they have specifically one or three day uh, work experience uh, within the nutrition and dietetics department. 
So that would be really useful for someone who's trying to look into getting into the nutrition side of things. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I feel like had you had those advice from someone, then maybe, you know, exactly. so it's really nice for you to share that with the listeners for sure. And so with your master's, why was it that you decided to do your master's? Mm. Um, I think it's like the same with everyone else. Once you finish your bachelor's, you don't really know exactly what you're doing Mm. um, because I guess you've never really stepped into the pond as such. So I just tried to get my mind on straight, um, figure out if this is really what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I thought about doing a master's in dietetics, obviously, which is the other side of the field. Um, But I thought, if I did, then I would have to do at least three years of that. Right. And because I've already committed to a, a large, you know, three years of my life doing nutrition, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand why it was so necessary for me to do another three years. Um, so I looked up for um, courses that were more extensive. So the main difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian is that one, dietitians will work more in a clinical setting, right. whereas nutritionists work in more public settings. Right. Um, so I thought in order for me to cover that element, I could go and do clinical nutrition which is what I went on and did. And in fact, there were so many different people who came to that course. So we had doctors who were going on that course. We had um, pharmacists who were going on that course. And we had other dietitians as well. So in fact, um, the, the doctor who did the course, she said that back in her home, which was in Saudi, if you did clinical nutrition, mm-hmm. then you are ranked at the same level as a doctor. Oh, wow, really? Which is, which is frankly quite, you know, surprising mm-hmm. in a sense. And um, so that's why I went on and did that. So I covered myself in terms of being able to, you know, uh, be qualified in the clinical setting as well as mm-hmm. the public setting. It's very wise. <laughs> um, did was there anyone who was kind of guiding you through this process, or were you just researching this on your own and you know, kind of taking navigating into this, like I suppose almost not so um, common um, like profession here? Like yeah. how how were you guiding yourself throughout this process? Mm, sadly, I didn't have a mentor, mm. and. Um, So I'm from the Nepalese community and there wasn't anyone or any sort of uh, societies that were out there in terms of giving me advice. So I sort of had to tread on and and do things for myself. Mm. And I quite appreciate the process because I feel that it made me elevate in my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, uh but thankfully when i did my masters i had a friend uh, angie she's also from the nepalese community so we sort of like you know motivated each Mm. other to go forward um but yeah there isn't anything and i would love to be you know be the person who encourages others Mm -hmm. to hop onto the field yeah and increase this community you know of people who 
have passion for food and health and want to help others. Yeah, it's so interesting because even like until now, I did not know about, you know, everything that you've just spoken about. So you've kind of opened this new world to me. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure like, you know, from people who's listening will also be encouraged to kind of uh, follow in a similar direction and maybe mm. um, get that confidence if they didn't already have, um, you know, that assurance before that you can do it and you can go into this field, even if it is very, um, I suppose you can call it kind of not would you say it's kind of niche in a way just because it's not uh i definitely think it's an uncharted area mm. Mm. Uh, but it is a very very uh fast fast and growing right. uh, field i can say yeah because i think all of us in this generation we're so aware of mm-hmm. health fitness mm-hmm. Absolutely. and we want to you know obviously live our life to the fullest yep so we are taking being more considerate in terms of environment and what we're putting in our bodies. Mm-hmm. As So I think it is a very definitely growing uh, industry. Mm-hmm. So hopefully more people are going to hop on. Yeah. Um, and you also obviously talked about um, the difference between nutritionist and dietitian. And mm-hmm. I know you have um, your own podcast um, called Peachy Talks. Yes. Um, could you maybe like share with the listeners what it's all about and why you started this podcast? Oh, yes, absolutely. So um, I think we sort of started our podcast around the same time, no, Richard? Mm, that's so Did true. Every, well, right? Yeah. Um, so I actually co-host the podcast with my dear friend, Ness Targen. She's currently in North Cyprus, um, and she's a specialist bariatric dietitian. And we actually met at our previous job at Chelsea in Westminster. Right. And um, we left around somewhat around the same time as well. All right. Um, so we've always really had a talk about the huge issue of social media and how nutrition information is being distorted. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess especially from people who are not really qualified mm-hmm. to do so. And um, because we are in this profession, we felt that we need to set this straight. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are so many good uh, you know, information out there as well, but we just felt that information had to be a cred- credible mm-hmm. and evidence-based. So we just thought through the pandemic, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just put a couple of episodes out there, see how it goes. And um, that's that's where it started, I guess. Nice. I'm so with you about the fact that a lot of people who are not cre- like who are not credible in the sense that they don't have, uh, um, I suppose, the right degree almost, or like mm-hmm. um, you know, who mm-hmm. are just putting out information based on their own opinions, and people can take that as facts, right? Because yeah. um, I'm very much into fitness and I always say to people, like when they ask me about food and things, I say, like, I cannot like advise you on that because I mm-hmm. I cannot do that just because um, it's not my position, right? I can mm-hmm. only know what's best for my body, but advising someone is, I think it's it can be very misleading, um, the information that is out there on social media. And um, like you said, I feel like it's so important to make sure that what you're reading is facts and I love what you're doing and making sure that people do have the correct information. So yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, 
And what I also love is that um, you guys, um, you know, make it so easy to digest like your content and it's not like it's for everyone and they can mm-hmm. all take something from it. it. You don't have to, you know, know all these like complex, I don't know, words and like knowledge. Um, so I love how easy um, it is to digest. And yeah, so I hope to kind of kind of listen to more of your content in the future. Um, oh. So what kind of like what are the um other upcoming episodes do you have in like your plans if you can share that or maybe just give you know hints of off. course um I want to I, I just want to say Richard that was so nice of you to sort of say that about you know information as as what well, as you know I know that you're working towards your PT mm-hmm. um, certificate as well and one of the major sort of ri- hazards or risks for us as uh, professions in, within the nutrition field is that a lot of fitness accounts online such as the, you know like YouTube and mm-hmm. Instagrammers they're giving out a lot of information and I just wanted to clarify that like you said mm-hmm. uh, personal trainers are not qualified yeah. nor um, credited to by law to give um, nutrition advice or meal plans or anything as such. Mm -hmm. Um, Even GPs, um, even some of your doctors are not 100% confident in this and that's why they refer clients and patients to nutritionists or dietitians. So um, just be aware of if you are trying trying things out in terms of nutrition, uh, just to know that you might not be getting the correct information Mm -hmm. and um, in the long term that might be quite detrimental for your health so thank you so much for clarifying that and in terms of your lovely words for my podcast thank you so much Um, we do try to make it very short so our episodes are around roughly around 15 minutes um, sometimes shorter sometimes longer and we try to base every topic on um, sort of what's going on in the health calendar of the of the year so upcoming talks uh, we have some on sleep we're doing some on fitness as well some on um, hormones as well for our female listeners because I know we have a lot more female listeners than males Mm -hmm. and um, in the future we're looking to do some webinars for our listeners based on any questions they have and um, Ness my co-host she is a Zumba instructor as well as a fitness um, PT so um, we are planning to do a zoom uh zumba session for our listeners if anybody wants to join as well that's incredible wow i'm excited for what's to come with (laughs) peachy talks um so for the listeners you can listen to peachy talks on spotify and a few other platforms right streaming platforms so i will link um or i will tag the account um in my description somewhere so you guys can check it out um so Anna, what would you say are like the good points about being a nutritionist and the challenging parts about being a nutritionist? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mentioned earlier that nutritionists already face the challenge in terms of recognition in comparison to a dietitian. Mm-hmm. But I think we're all trying to sort of strive forward in terms of just being more open to the public, letting them know what we do and where we where they can find us. Um, the second one is the challenge in terms of 
uh, expectations. Mm. Um, much like other health professions, nutrition is not a job where you get a lot of money. So it you don't really do the job for the money. You mm. do it because you're passionate about it. And um, a majority of what we do would be based on listening. So you really have to be a key listener, a good listener. And um, from experience, generally, most of my um, consultations, I've figured that a lot of uh, the conditions are because of an underlying psychological trauma attached to their behaviors. So in that sense, it can be very mentally laborious at times. But apart from that, if you are an individual um, who's stimulated by challenges, because every client is different and they're so unique the way you work with them. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're motivated to help others and you're socially perceptive, and enthusiastic about food then this could be a dream job for you yeah oh um so have you been finding it very fulfilling like you know have do you have people who are I suppose because like you said it's a very psychological thing and I'm sure a Mm -hmm. lot of work has to go into it so have you found like when you work with people that you've seen them kind of change through that um uh, you know, from start to like where they're at now, progress in their own like choices that they make with their nutrition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think um, you know there is a misconception that everything has to be done a specific way, mm. and it's embedded, I think, in the way that we have been brought up and how society is that things are either A or B. There's no gray area, grayish area. And that's one of the things that I sort of work with when I'm working with my clients to open up their perspective that, you know, you are not sort of, um, you know, you do not have to be encapsulated within the social norms of what other Mm. people expect of you. You are so unique and you should appreciate and accept you as an individual Mm -hmm. that you might be different and you don't have to look a certain way or speak a certain way or be a certain size, in fact, to be accepted. And, um, you know, working with clients, I think it's so fulfilling to see them happy because I think I do this because I want to help other people. And even if it's the tiniest thing, like one time... um, a client said, you know, I cannot, I cannot take sugar out of my tea or coffee. I, I can't do that. I've lived with that all my life. And then, you know, a couple of weeks, months later, they're not having any sugar in their teas and coffees. And I think that fulfillment is that joy that they have, that mm-hmm. they've achieved it when they were like months ago, they're like, no way, I can't do this. Yeah. I think those are sort of the successes that I hold on to, the mm-hmm. little things that make such a big difference in the long term. Yeah, I love that, like how the small transformations can make such a big difference and especially for you kind of knowing that they've been able to overcome that, I suppose, mental barrier in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's Absolutely. amazing. Um, so... I I feel like I've learned so much and before I close off I just want to ask you like you've given great advice as well by the way but I just want to ask you (laughs) if there's like just like one advice you could give to like those who want to kind of follow in a similar path what would that be? Mm -hmm. Um, So my one and only advice would be just go for it. Nice. Nothing nothing else 
I just would challenge them to just go into go into the deep end and see what they can do. Mm-hmm. I think you know um, me personally. I think we learn best when we're just put in a situation rather than allowing ourselves to think. I think our unsubconscious mind is so good at working itself out. So if you want to do something in if you want to encounter in this field, then just jump right in and see what you can do and when you're put into a scenario if it doesn't feel right, then you'll know. If it does, then you'll know as well. Mm. I love that. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, I could listen to you forever. <laughs> so, um just to finally then, um where could people find you? Like do you have any kind of websites or Instagram handles that you would want to kind of just say um so that they could find you? Uh so I run um the PG Talks pod PG Talks account on Instagram with my mm-hmm. co-host Ness. Um, I do have LinkedIn, um, right. and I can send that to you so you can Great. advertise. I don't particularly remember the names. Um, I do also have a website, and if people want specific advice, uh, if they want mentoring, for example, I'm happy to help anyone out. Um, and my personal account i can also give to you so perfect you can... i'll be tagging like loads of different anna's <laughs> <laughs> accounts yeah. amazing thank you so much anna it's been so wonderful speaking to you honestly and i have learned a lot and i'm sure the listeners have as well so thank you again for joining me today and sharing your journey with us oh thank you so much for having me